right, welcome back, everyone, to uh, finally another live episode. Um, it's been a minute since we we did one, but I'm happy Valerie was able to join me. <laughs> Jeremy's actually on his drive home from Disney, so uh, we'll have to discuss that with him once he is available. But we have so much Disney like news topics to talk about since it's been a minute since we uh, uh, did a live show. Yeah, a lot's happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think Valerie wants to start it off heavy with the Star Cruiser. Um, I do, yeah. That's it's like that's the most recent breaking news, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I mean... I'll let I'll let you start, give your opinions on it, and then and then I'll share mine. Yeah, for sure. Well, for those who don't know, the Galactic Star Cruiser is the big Star Wars hotel that took place uh, in Disney World. It was built, I guess, last year, right, or just over a year ago. Yeah. Um, it's a completely immersive experience. It's a two night thing where it's it's fully involved, fully Star Wars, and it's really really expensive. It's like five thousand dollars a night or something right. like. that for the two-day experience mm -hmm. uh and they're closing it down as of september so i think it's been it would have been alive for not even a year by that point so yeah i mean really great concept like if you look at the videos if you look at the the images and everything really really cool and the storytelling is just phenomenal which of course disney is very very good at mm -hmm. uh but i just think the price point was too much for the average family and i think they're trying to introduce too much too quickly like you've got genie plus you've got lightning lane that's already an extra expense and now mm -hmm. you also have you know this great star wars hotel which is great but it's just an expense that people cannot afford especially post-covid so am i surprised that it's closing no <laughs> am i a little upset about it i mean i didn't get to experience it personally but i think it would have been a really great experience i think just the price point was too much it was too much for yeah i mean like, you know the amount of people that can go afford a two thousand dollar a night stay per person um probably all those people have already done it and, exactly yeah and they've just <laughs> tapped the market out um yeah. i don't yeah i don't know i don't know what they were expecting I, maybe they were just hoping that the uh star wars fandom was so great that people would be willing to pay it but which it is i don't think it's a an, an issue of people aren't willing to pay it it's that they physically can't you know because that, that right. doesn't include your park tickets or anything like mm -hmm. that right so yeah. i don't think it's a matter of there wasn't enough interest i think it's a matter of people just can't afford it and as you right, said right. people who are huge star wars fans that can't afford it have already gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> the kind uh, of, yeah kind of exactly there, like you said <laughs> jeff mike said but if the whole family isn't a fan you can't condone the money two nights one resort and no other park exactly, yeah, exactly. If, if every person in your family is not into it then i wouldn't want to spend the money like if, no. I, if i had if i had two kids that were huge star wars fans but then the one that didn't really care for it and wasn't going to enjoy it I wouldn't want to pay the money for that kid to go ahead and do it. Star Wars LARPing. <laughs> Mallory <laughs> just said Star Wars Hotel. Sure. Star Wars LARPing. No, thanks. Which yeah. is totally fair. You know, yeah, not everybody is prepared to do right, the right. full immersive part of it. Right. They would just mm -hmm. be like, oh, look at the cool Star Wars stuff. And 
you know they don't want to do yeah. the full role-playing thing <laughs> yeah why they should just go ahead and turn it into a star wars themed hotel of some kind yeah, and just and, make it a regular hotel right and you don't need to have it be a full like experience that yeah. you have to consistently be immersed in for your two nights yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, when you would buy the tickets for that hotel, you would also get your park tickets. So then you're, right. you know, finding the two versus the Star Wars, the Galactic Star Cruiser is just the experience itself. It's not even included mm -hmm. in cars. So mm -hmm. it's just Definitely. a lot. Mallory said, or if you or if you go to Disney, you want some control of your vacation, not them telling you where you can and go and sorry, where you can and get go and when. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be able to go to the other parks. Is it so with the Star Cruiser, was it you went to studios like for two days? I Is that so. how it worked? Yeah. Um hmm. yeah, I would I wouldn't want to go. I mean, I know they give you like tasks to go do in Galaxy's Edge, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't I would want to be able to just go explore the parks. I... Well, yeah, exactly. And like Mallory said, yeah, if you're a huge Star Wars nerd, then you might enjoy the LARPing part of things. But, you know, as you had mentioned, too, I think if they converted it just to a regular hotel, you would satisfy those huge Star Wars nerds by being like, oh, we can go to this mm -hmm. great hotel and stay here and then also go to Galaxy's Edge. But you don't have to have right. intensive LARPing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for those who don't know what LARPing means, it's live action role play. <laughs> so basically, Dungeons and Dragons, but in real life, you're like acting out characters and a storyline and stuff like that. So Chef Mike said the deal they made with when they bought Star Wars with Lucas Films, they can't totally theme it to Star Wars. So that's interesting. So they can't have a fully themed Star Wars hotel. Oh, I'm guessing yeah. that's what. What, yeah, uh, I Mike's guess that's saying. true. Because if you think about it, Galaxy's Edge, they didn't name it Endor. They didn't make it one of the, mm -hmm. you know, the planets Existing or whatever. Planets, it's, yeah. it's its own thing with yeah. Star Wars elements. So yeah, I guess that's that's true. That too. makes sense. But they, yeah. I mean, they could definitely do something uh, like the they have on the new Wish uh, cruise ship where it's the, yeah. what's the lounge? It's lounge Oh, something. the... Um, I have a friend that's on that ship too. Mm. Oh yeah. Yep, totally blanking on. Yeah, it's it's what the name is. like Star Wars themed lounge. It's uh, a bar. Yeah, right, it's like right. I, I want to say it's hyperspace lounge. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds. Is that right? right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Yeah, you know. I, I feel like you could easily you could easily go with something similar to that. Or, I yeah. mean, even like they already have everything themed pretty well with the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Um, Although, if I were to stay there, I wouldn't mind, like, an actual window of some kind in my room. Yeah, me too. I get very claustrophobic. Even when I'm on, like, cruise ships and stuff, I have to have the veranda with the balcony. Yeah. Being just, like, a fake room or not a real room with a fake window, that would stress me out, I think. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Maddie said, rumor has it, they'll change it to the to officers because it doesn't really offer anything like views or pools, etc. Oh, Maybe. offices. I read that as wrong. Offices. <laughs> I said officers. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Yeah, it's that's Maybe. interesting. So like guests wouldn't even be able to get to enjoy it or anything. 
my favorite joke is that they're going to put all of the Disney college program and all like the program that I'm doing, the international, mm. they're all just going to shove us in the star cruiser. So yeah. it's just gonna be an empty shell and we're all just going to be mm. in what was the star cruiser, which would honestly be pretty cool, but it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. Obviously. Wouldn't, sh- wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Disney's trying to save money wherever they can. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Chef Mike also said, and they went too far with the food. Trans- I, I didn't I didn't really know much about the food offerings for Star Cruiser. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. Heard, I hadn't really heard of anything either in terms of the food. All I kept hearing about was the price. Yeah. <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kids don't want blue shrimp. They want uh, chicken burgers and mac and cheese. That mm, is very true. And mm. I do appreciate in a lot of the different lands in Disney, like throughout the parks, that they do have these really unique you know, different cuisine offerings because that really adds to the experience, I feel. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it like how they do it at Satuli Canteen almost where you have the cheeseburger pod where it's still fit with the theming, but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, it's a cheeseburger and they can recognize that's what it is, right? Because kids are so picky so so they're not going to be like oh this is really cool they won't appreciate that. They'll just just be like oh this is this weird food. I don't want that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Maddie said, I agree, price is way too expensive. You can go on a seven-day Disney cruise rather than two nights there. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you get to do more on the seven-day cruise than you mm-hmm. do in the two-day, as Mallory said, the two-day LARPing experience you get with the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many, so many better ways to spend money, even just with Disney. Yeah. Than, than the Star Cruiser, in my opinion. Oh, 100 percent 100 percent and a lot of people make the argument as well, oh, you know, I could spend the same amount of money it takes to go to Disney and I could go other places. But I feel like with Disney, you're getting a lot more than you would at some other places. Like you're getting mm-hmm. full immersion, you're getting high quality entertainment, you know, for the most part, depending on where you're going. So it is the Disney difference, as yeah. they say. And they did deliver that with the Star Cruiser, but the price point was just too much for the average family. It was it was too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else to hit on Star Cruiser? I feel like we covered <laughs> it pretty well. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, you know, great idea, great concept. It sounded amazing, but yeah. you, like Chef Mike said, you got to cater <laughs> to the whole family when it comes to food, when it comes to mm-hmm. the that's their target market is the average, you know, four or three, two person family. And mm-hmm. the average family just can't afford that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so interested to see what Disney does with it. Yeah. Um, we will we will see in the future. We'll report back when we find out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that uh Trisha and I were looking forward to when we on our trip when we went to the Roundup Rodeo was yeah. uh getting the giant pencil with the check. Um yeah, that looks so fun. I love they that. took it away. No, <laughs> yeah. really? they took it away supposedly because of too many guests stealing them. Okay, how? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing they're is, giant. Massive. they're giant. <laughs> I don't know how they would possibly steal those. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I believe that that's the reason. I <laughs> I could believe that it's a safety issue, like because if you're signing with that giant, mm. hit people behind you or beside you, or right. No, but how are you walking? Are there more than one entrance and exit to the restaurant? No, or just... no, just one. Okay, so 
there's one entrance and exit. There's got to be a greeter there, like someone who's seating people, of course. Mm-hmm. How? I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't I don't I don't buy that. I don't think that's true. There's no way. There's no I know. way. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, when we were there when we were there, we didn't get a giant pencil and it was kind of disappointing. Oh, that's yeah. like one of the main reasons I wanted to go. Yeah, exactly. Oh, strollers, people. Actually, I think they made you leave your strollers outside the restaurant, if I remember correctly. They had like a stroller parking. Because it's oh, kind of it's kind of tight inside the restaurant. Like there's not much space between the tables for walking. They went full blown for the opening and then dropped the ball. Disney needs to bring back their standards. Here, here. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um. So another thing I was uh wanting to talk about was that I noted a lot of these are still topics from when I was there because um, we just haven't had a live since then. Um, But so at the Grand Floridian, one of my favorite resorts, uh, we were kind of, we were hanging out before the morning before our flight there. And I had, I bought a drink or something somewhere and I needed to throw it away. And I was like walking around the lobby of the Grand Floridian there are no trash cans there. Absolutely really? none. I just, I ended up going to the bathroom. I was like walking around. I was like, I can't find a single trash can. And I thought that was insane. That is extremely bizarre, but it yeah. also kind of, not to sound like all of those, you know, moms on Facebook, but we are straying further and further away from Walt's vision because his mm-hmm. whole thing was, I can't remember the exact feat, but it's you know, like only like 30 feet at, like, or something. Yeah, like every that. like 30 feet away or something so that there was never trash on the ground. There was always a spot to put your garbage. Mm-hmm. And that did hold true in the hotels too, from what I remember. Right. Especially in the Grand Floridian. I get it doesn't fit the Grand Floridian decor necessarily. Yeah. But, you know, you, you make them fancy and mm-hmm. wow, that's really bizarre. They are scarce in the lobby. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like I was walking all around the lobby and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go throw it away in the bathroom. Wow. But yeah, that was that was weird. I just, I thought now, it was weird. You, if you had gone outside too, there probably would have been some outside. Probably. Yep. Probably I've right outside the door. Hot minute, but... mm-hmm. Chef Mike, I believe it was, also said early 2000s, they were the pinnacle of hospitality and then something happened. Very true. Um, I wonder, those of you who are listening, what do you guys think is the reason that Disney's kind of, I don't want to say declined, that feels a little harsh, but do you guys have a theory as to why Disney's kind of on the downward, if you will? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> of, like, just Yeah, and it, we should ask one of our guests um, in the, uh, in one of our guest episodes, if they feel like the like leaders aren't pushing cast members to be as like more hospitality friendly, I guess yeah. is a good way to put it. Um, yeah. yeah, just, I feel like when I was there, it was, it was fairly strict of just like, you need to do this. You need to say this. And yeah, uh, it, it may be a little more relaxed. Maddie said, Karen's. I think too many people complained and they just gave up. You know what? Yeah. Could be. Could <laughs> it's be. probably part of it. Especially because of these with the invention of social media and specifically with Facebook groups, 
it kind of took away the magic a little bit, in my opinion, because all of these, you know, their family members are going on Facebook and they're sharing, you know, their hacks, their stories, and it's taking away the element of surprise and the element of magic in a way. Mm-hmm. Let's say one person says, you know, oh, if you spill something on your shirt, they'll give you something for free. And now everyone is trying to spill something on their shirt because they want a free T-shirt from Disney. You know what I mean? So. I think it's getting harder and harder to make those magic moments because of the invention of social media, especially Facebook, TikTok, everybody recording those moments because it it now becomes not a surprise, but now an expectation. Mm -hmm. That makes it difficult. Yeah. Chef Mike said, I think leadership late 90s and early 2000 Eisner and the top brass would show up and work a shift with the cast. Yeah, Uh, that was I mean. That was cool. And like every now and then you see videos of Bob Iger like walking around the parks, but kind of chill in his like street clothes. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I've and I feel like that's why people like him because he kind of has that persona of like, I'm a, I'm for the people of Disney essentially. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Be- yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I like him better than Bob Shapek. Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. I saw something that, uh, it was a list of all the things that opened while Bob Shapek was CEO of Disney. Yeah. Um, at Disney World, and every single one of those is like either closing or already closed. <laughs> not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Crazy. not, uh, not surprised about that, but. No. He no. was he was a choice to say the least. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Chef Mike said walking around the actually sweeping trash or running a ride are two different things. Very true. Yep. Yep. Very true. Yeah, exactly. Um so I something interesting I saw on the uh DCP topic. Um somebody was doing the Disney College program. And the Universal College program at the same time somehow. Really? They were yeah, they posted in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, and they said um they said that they had got accepted into both of them and they like were wanting advice on how to make it work. And it was just like nope, that's just not gonna work. No, and you'll be able to speak to this more than I will because all of my programs have to be international. Uh, for mm-hmm. those who don't, for those of you who don't know, I am Canadian, so um, I have to go through visa processes and everything like that. And for us, we cannot have another job other than Disney as per our visa requirements. So, can you have another job if you're on the DCP? Like, could you go out and get a part-time job? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they would. I don't think they would know if you had one and no they they never said anything about not getting another job i guess okay um, but just i don't know disney schedules you so much and it's well, inconsistent yeah. schedule it's not like you're working the same schedule every two weeks yeah um, so yeah i don't know that was weird hmm. um but hey, if anyone's uh, ever done that please reach out to us because we'd yeah. love to you <laughs> yeah exactly that would be intense would be that would, intense. yeah that would be a lot that'd be really mm-hmm. cool but that would be a lot chef mike said but everyone forgets shapex openings were all put forward under 
the good Bob. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That is that. That's an interesting tidbit. Yeah. I wonder if. I wonder what we're actually like. What was actually presented as ideas under Shapek? That would be interesting to look up. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, speculation as to what was Shapex's idea and what was actually Iger's idea, but then Shapex mm -hmm. just implemented it. Right. So I'd love to take a look at those uh, those plans and see which was actually mm -hmm. under Bob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, there was just something I was going to bring up. Um, so a lot of these uh, DCP groups that I'm in, I didn't realize how many people actually self-term, like a lot. Oh, really? They, yeah, because these they're asking all these questions like, if I self-term, can I do this? If, um, how did you guys go about self-terming? Uh, do you, oh, no. you just turn in your blue IDs to your leader? And just stuff like that. And I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, unless you're having like family issues or personal issues i wouldn't want to self-term like i know uh, another podcast i listened to the one girl like self-term just because she wanted to be done two weeks earlier than the end date um which i was like just finish it out it's two more weeks well yeah <laughs> but i don't know the i pressure. wonder i feel like there's been an increase in self-terming just over the past few years and it may be because of everything post-covid maybe because yeah. of all the different rules that disney's implemented now but i feel like i have seen more of an uptick in mm -hmm. people wanting to self-term or speculating about self-terming do you know and i don't know if it's the same for both of our programs uh chef mike said it's a lot for some people i think i believe they sell it as a paradise yeah mm -hmm. that's true too they they kind of sell it as you're coming to work for disney and they they kind of not gloss over how hard it is, but it is, you know, you're there to work. Right. And exactly. I think a lot of people, you know, don't fully understand that when they apply. Mm -hmm. It's a job. It's not just going to the parks and having fun. You you do have to actually do, do the work. Mm -hmm. So there is that. But is there, if you were to self-term, does that impact your ability to get rehired by the company? Uh, they, from what I've heard, I, there's a chance that I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. They do they do look at that and see like their their guard might be up a little bit more for right. for lack of better words. Um just seeing that on your Disney record, like they self-termed in the past. Yeah. We might need to ask them what's gonna keep you from doing that again. Yeah. Or like just leaving at a random time. Yeah. Um because I know for sure, if you get fired, then that goes on your record. And oh yeah, if you're very, fired, very yeah, hard. That's... I don't know if you even have a chance of getting rehired. I think you would have that. to appeal it, and it would have to be like on their their discretion, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's very yeah, it's very intense if you get fired, especially if you're an international program participant. Oh, really? I would be because you don't just get fired; you also get deported. Oh, you have to leave the states within 24 hours. Oh my gosh. It's uh it's not a little issue. Yeah, it's uh Yikes. it's not yeah. great. So 
Yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little rough. Uh, Chef Mike said, I believe there is a short waiting period unless they encourage you to self-term for a full-time position. Oh, so that makes sense. Yeah, there's that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, the one that I, I kind of I'm jealous of for the DCP participants because you guys can go right from uh, doing your DCP to doing a full-time program, whereas we don't have right. the opportunity as a as a Canadian, but it would be really cool if we could just go to something full time. But then yeah. there'd be no uh, no pavilion cast members, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Gotta be there to represent Canada. <laughs> and it is on the on the flip side, on the positive side, a lot of people I know also stay like on as a full time cast member, part time cast member after their programs uh, completed. So yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Some some people stay. Some people self term. It is what it is. Uh, I got to say on the topic of pavilion cast members, uh, I was there when the international program wasn't going on. And it's just not the same at all. Like, (laughs) it's really not because you see just an American working in like the Norwegian pavilion and you're just like, hmm. It's it looks actual. a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> Something's out of place. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, they tried their best. And big shout out to those cast members because that can't have been an easy role to fill. You right. know, because yeah. I don't know if people who were going then fully knew those cast members weren't from those countries. I would hope so. But if not, mm-hmm. those cast members are probably put in a really awful position of, you know, trying to answer questions and them just not knowing yeah. the answer. So I'm sure that wasn't an easy role to be in. But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad that people notice, you know, that we make a difference by being there. And, you know, we really enjoy representing our countries and hanging out in Orlando. So especially if you're a Canadian, because we get to miss the winters, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, Chef Mike said, out of all of us that did the CP way back in time, all of us continued working for Disney. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. That's really that. cool. That's so fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends that I worked with went on to do uh, Disney Cruise Line, which is really great. Oh, yeah. All sorts of ships. I have a friend on the Wish. I have a friend on the Dream. I have a friend on the Fantasy. Like, they're just living their best Disney careers. And I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. (laughs) What are some of the things that they do? Are are any of them, like, performers at all? No, not performers. So my one friend is doing uh, lighting and technical stuff Mm -hmm. on the Wish. Um, and my other friends, oh gosh, they're going to be so mad at me for this. They're, uh, <laughs> if I get it wrong, they're, um, they're almost like the one is like hosting like the trivia games and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. Uh, and there's another one that's a similar role and also leads the dance parties and, and stuff like that. I can't remember what the official term is. Um, yeah, gosh, that, that, that escapes me, but something to do with entertainment, but not, not performers or anything like that there. Right. Right. They're leading the uh, leading the dances and leading the deck parties and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. As Chef Mike said, I did the culinary apprenticeship program before Disney did away with it. Oh, it is a bummer fun. that they did away with it because um, I actually knew someone who did that as well. And yeah, it seems it seems like it was really cool. Uh, yeah, that's a really cool, cool experience. Um. So if you would do that apprenticeship way back when, would you get to work at any of the restaurants kind of thing and just learn from the Disney chefs? Is that the idea? We'll have to wait, wait for <laughs> Chef wait Mike's for reply. <laughs> I know there's like a, uh, I know there's like a delay on Instagram live, like yeah. from when we say it to when everybody hears it. It's yes. kind of, it's kind of weird. Yes. Oh, cool. 
That's so fun. I would love to do that. That's awesome. Well, I'm not a very good cook, but if I was a better cook, I would love to do that. That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so another, another, uh, topic I wanted to hit on, got a little bit of time left. Uh, I saw there was a proposal in turtle talk with crush. Oh, no way. Yep. That's amazing. How would you feel about getting proposed to in? Oh, that's, that's in such that. an interesting question because my boyfriend and I, as you know, we're very big Disney people. So mm -hmm. if we were to do a proposal, it probably would be in Disney. But Turtle Talk with Crush, I... First of all, that would be hilarious, I think. <laughs> I don't... I want to see how Crush would react to that. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think, you know what? If he got Crush involved, that uh -huh. would be really cool. And I would, I would love that. If it was just like in the room with Crush, I don't know how I would feel about that. So, it would be my favorite spot. But so uh basically, uh what's up, Jeremy, by the way? Welcome in. <laughs> um taking so your spot, dude. <laughs> yeah. So basically the video um that I saw of it, he how they you know how they go around and let the audience ask crush questions. Um he said he has a question and they gave him the microphone and he was like, crush, can you ask the girl next to me to marry me? And um, he just, I think crush was just like, yeah, dude, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's really funny. Uh, I think I would go for that. I think that's cute. Especially like, well, for me personally, Nemo is a big thing in our family or like okay. my, my family. So Mm -hmm. I think I would be okay with that. I think if he just like it did it without crush, that would be kind of weird. He would just do it like in in the space, but right, you know, right. crush, that would be cool. That would yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool. Chef pretty Mike cool. wants to be crush after he retires. <laughs> that would be a, that'd be a sweet sweet job. That would be really fun. You have they to have, be really good at improv, though. Yeah, like, they have okay. those. They have those responses to those questions, like just on deck, like so good. But you have to as any kind of performer because mm -hmm. some, you know, kids can throw curveballs like crazy. So you really have to have to be on the ball. <laughs> yeah, kids exactly. Actually, oh, Jeremy requested to join. Let's get him in and see what he. All has right, to say. <gasps> Chef Mike, you never seen Finding Nemo. Come on. Oh my! <laughs> I gotta hear Jeremy through the. There's Jeremy. How's Driving home. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Georgia. Where where are you gonna stop at? Where are you gonna stop like on your way? You're not driving all the way through, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, my boyfriend and I are trying to plan how we're going to do the trip because we're coming from southern Ontario. So mm. we're trying to split up. I think it's 24 hours between here and Orlando. So we're trying to figure out how to how to divide it up. I've never actually done the drive. I've only flown. So, yeah, so this will be a fun little road trip for us. <laughs> 
Hmm. Yeah, I, I I like the drive. Usually, the Tennessee area is going through the like Appalachian Mountains a little bit is really cool. I'm a little bit nervous because Nick's car is like an 08 Honda Civic and it's seen better days, let's say. So I'm like, oh, man, this thing's got to get us to Florida. We're going to be we're going to be going down on a prayer and a dream, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's not a bad drive. Chef Mike said after the pandemic, I was displaced to attractions. His Toy Story Mania best position ever was Potato Head. Oh, oh that that's awesome! So fun. Getting my, to work, Potato Head. I shouldn't say my favorite ride, but one of my favorite rides is Slinky Dog Dash, and I would just I would love to work in Toy Story Land. That would be so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, they're doing construction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slinky Dog, in my opinion, has the best pre-show, pre-ride spiel of all the rides in Disney. <laughs> It's so funny. I love it so much. I love his little his little accident when or not accident accent when he does the the Spanish version of the spiel. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking Lacroix for your drive? Are you drinking Lacroix? Oh. Uh, okay, <laughs> Chef Mike said Slinky Dog has an awesome cue. It does. Yeah, Slinky Dog's cue is actually pretty cool. Um, it is really cool. I wish it was shaded a little bit more. I was going to say it's hot. Said for all of Toy Story Land. So <laughs> yeah, Toy Story Land in general is just hot. Yeah. Gotta give. Gotta have time for the trees to grow. Yeah. Right. But it, technically speaking, though, isn't Animal Kingdom the hottest park? Yeah, I think I think like someone I told me that. I feel like they they say because the trees almost act as like a greenhouse, like it. Yeah, they're all, yeah, the they just kind of keep the heat in. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I feel like. Okay. All right, bye, all right, Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> nice little update. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Jeremy on his drive. It's not Animal Kingdom hot, but it's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It is. I feel like it almost feels warmer than Animal Kingdom feels. Mm -hmm. At least Animal mm -hmm. Kingdom, you have the shade versus right. just for real baking in the sun the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, with two minutes left, let's do a uh, just a listener question real quick. Um, get at least one of those answered. Um. So one question is, where does Space Mountain rank on your top Disney rides list? Ooh. 
So for me personally, and this may be controversial, it actually is very low um, only mm-hmm. because it just gives me so much whiplash. I don't, I don't love it. I know that's probably yeah. controversial, but I don't know. You're just, you're whipping around like crazy. And I don't know. It stresses me out a little bit. All the whiplash. If you had to give it a, <laughs> if you had to give it a number. I had to give it a number. So let's do like one to 10. I would give it, I'd probably give it a nine. To be honest, <laughs> it'd be like down. It'd be like ninth on your pretty close to the bottom. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say for me, it'd be somewhere in the seven to ten range, probably. OK, Um. yeah, Sydney's on board with me. She doesn't really mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> I, I feel like that's how a lot of people feel. But yet it still has a really long wait all the time. It does. Well, it, it's a classic, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, and, yeah. I, and I get it. I get the nostalgia. Also, if you're a really, really tall person, I am not. But if you're a tall person, I don't know if you guys have seen Space Mountain with the lights on, but the space mm-hmm. between, you know, the ride track and the bars above you. Right. It's very small. <laughs> it is small. And what so the the thing that gets me is um, I there's got to be more space than like it looks because. I don't think Disney would make a ride where if you put your hands up, you're going to hit your hands on something. No, and there definitely is enough space, but there's still, like, it's still very small. It looks, it (laughs) looks like it's just, sorry we got cut off there at the end, but thank you for tuning in to this episode of Cast Conversations, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.